All right, welcome back, everyone. This is Colin Clark, and I'm, I'm again joined by uh, Bill Ridley. He is part of our commercial lines. He is a sales executive in that division. And really, we wanted to further our discussion about the different types of insurance plan sponsors need to be thinking about and acting on to make sure they protect themselves, their organization, and their participants in their plan. So, Bill, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we talked about hockey in the last segment. Well, you know, what I found out, though, is you have three, you have three daughters. Yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> I, I, have, I have two daughters, two sons. So I at least mixed it up a little bit. But you are uh, in the thick of things, huh? I, mine are all older and teenagers and stuff. So Yeah, I'm all uh, in right now. We, uh, my youngest is five. My oldest is 11. So, yeah. So yeah. I remember those days. Well, I, I try to erase some of those days in my mind, but, you know. <laughs> I try to keep the fond memories going, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun having girls, multiple girls, and uh, so you're gonna have to buckle up here soon and uh, get ready. You know, I know you're already a carpool dad, so uh, you're driving around all over the place. So, uh, right. you know, all my best to you, right? Good luck. So, uh, <laughs> so we were talking a little bit about um, the different. So we talked a little bit about fiduciary liability insurance. And then you you mentioned something that every plan is required to have, and we get a lot of questions on this too uh, when we're consulting on on retirement plans. And that is the uh, what we call an ERISA bond, or you called it a fidelity bond. Can you explain a little bit more to everyone what it is and, and why people have to have it? Yeah, and so sometimes there's some confusion between those two products, and and really a fidelity bond is uh, more of a crime type of coverage. So. Uh, that protects the assets in the 401k uh, and it will compensate the plan holders from any dishonest acts. Um, this type of policy is required, uh, as you mentioned. So that's something you definitely want to have. And you need to have at least 10% of your plan assets uh, covered uh, in there. And then, and then it's up to uh, what, I mean, is this, is, is this an expensive insurance? Uh, it, it's not terrible. Um, no, it's it's not it's not one of the most expensive coverages out there. I mean, it's something you need to have, and uh, you know, it should definitely be part of your insurance portfolio. Portfolio, but uh, it's not overly expensive. So, ten percent up to what limit? Five hundred thousand. Okay. So, what if my plan? So, ten percent of five million is five hundred thousand, right? So, uh, what if my plan is fifty million? Does it matter? Uh, no, no, it doesn't matter. You just need to have uh, uh, five hundred thousand on that in that scenario. Okay, and if I'm new and I'm just starting out, uh, do these bonds do they adjust automatically, or do you have to? They, you know, it, it depends on the carrier a little bit. Most of the carriers do have a uh, an inflation uh, guard in there, so it you know it will kind of uh, step up every year uh, automatically. Oh, so that protects. Okay, so that protects yeah. the plan. That protects the. So you don't have to necessarily worry about it. Yep, exactly. Okay. Just kind of sets on autopilot. No, that's great. Um, I, I just, it just makes me think about a, a famous example I was telling you about of, of a client they're not, they weren't a client of, of hubs, but uh, you know, you know, we're in the DC area. And so we have a NFL franchise called the Washington football team. <laughs> and uh, unfortunately I read this in the, uh, in the paper, but uh, a CEO of a company decided to utilize the funds from his employees 401k plan to buy himself a suite at the NFL games. Um, would that be covered under the fidelity bond 
after he, you know, b- before he went to jail. <laughs> before uh, he bought himself a suite, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so famous example of a, someone who stole his uh, employees' 401k money and then invested that in a uh, very questionable investment, a football, uh, a football suite for the Washington football team. But wow. Would that be an, would that be a good example of what's covered under a fidelity bond? Yeah, if, if the assets are stolen from the from the four hundred one k, that's uh, that that's that's a, what the fidelity bond is there for. Yeah, well, it seems like it's hard to do. I guess it happens, but you know, you know, buyer beware, right? So, yeah. um, okay, well, that's great. So, um, so we have the uh, fiduciary liability, we have the uh, the fidelity bond, and I know we want to touch on uh, the importance of um of cy- cybersecurity insurance. Uh, but first, Bill, you wanted to give us like a case study of why having fiduciary liability is so important. So can you kind of share that with us? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, uh, fiduciary liability, um, you know, mostly what you're going to see there is uh, claims that are for uh, improper investments, uh, inadequate funding, failure to perform, or, or you know, even just poor advice uh, given by the uh, fiduciary. So uh, one of the... Uh, Claim scenarios that um, you know, that I have and want to talk a little bit about for a case study is is you know on the uh, imprudent investment uh, end of things and um, this is a not for profit organization about 100 employees or so and uh, what happened here was the participants in the 401k plan uh, formed a class action and sued the investment committee and the plan administrator. Uh, along with the sponsor organization. And uh, they alleged that uh, $6 million that were, was invested in, um, in the fund was imprudent because the, there was exposure to uh, extensive junk bonds uh, in that portfolio as well. And so they were sued for uh, violating the terms of the master trust agreement and um, not... Uh, having the adequate ratings that were, were required in the contract. So um, the, the result of that was, you know, the, the participants and the beneficiaries sued for breach of fiduciary duty uh, in that scenario. Uh, and the plaintiffs sought to recover their lost profits, which were the difference uh, in the value of their investments uh, versus the value that they would have uh, achieved if they had been placed in uh, you know, improperly rated investment vehicles. Um, so, you know, obviously uh, lots of attorneys get involved and, uh, you know, those types of things take a while to uh, sort out. And um, in this particular scenario, uh, the insurance covers for defense costs, which were uh, about three quarters of a million dollars uh, plus money for settlement, which in this case uh, ended up being about two and a half million. So the fund- well, that- so that's that's where fiduciary liability insurance really came in to play, right? Yeah. So that that so that policy was was uh, activated. Well, that that kind of pushes my buttons because, as you know, on our side, you know, where we're retirement plan consultants, we are co-fiduciaries with our clients, and so we have an, a prudent investment selection and monitoring process where we're you know we're coming alongside our clients to make sure things like that don't happen. So I've always said, Bill, that we're in the fiduciary risk management business because, you know, in that scenario, not only would you have the fiduciary liability, but then, you know, our firm, you know, if there was some sort of a a lawsuit or potential breach, 
you know, as a co-fiduciary, we're, we're putting our good housekeeping stamp of approval on that fund menu. And, and, you know, that client could have outsourced that risk to us. Is that fair? Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. So, you know, really when, when plan sponsors are looking to not only have the fiduciary liability, um, you know, you really have to have a retirement plan consultant that is a fiduciary, not a broker. So brokers are not liable from a fiduciary perspective, uh, you know, registered investment advisors, co-fiduciaries are, and that's the, that's how we act in that scenario. So I, I appreciate that case study because that, that really, you know, gets me fired up because that obviously that organization did not take the time to uh, engage with, you know, the right professionals to make sure their retirement plan is operating properly. Um, but he, I, I wanted to kind of wrap up our series. Um, so thank you for that. I wanted to wrap up our series with um, a really hot topic that's that's come, you know, that's that's coming along and, and people hear about this all the time because of cyber attacks, ransomware. But, you know, it's affecting the retirement plan industry big time. I, I've heard of scenarios where um, people are able to get into 401k accounts and, and steal people's money. So. Bill, my understanding is you guys are selling a lot of cyber insurance. Can you explain uh, how that works and why? Yeah, absolutely. So cyber is is a really hot topic right now and it has been, uh, you know, in recent years, really. And that's something that, that you know, businesses and organizations absolutely need to look at. Uh, if, if you have a computer, you have an exposure there, everybody should have it. If you have a, a device, if you're doing... You know, even cell phones, uh, you know, give you exposure. So uh, a lot of people don't think that they necessarily have the data that's needed for to qualify for personally identifiable information or the, the uh, risk that's involved there. But the reality is that every every organization does. So, um, you know, cyber security policies will protect uh, depending on, you know, the carrier and and what kind of options you choose, uh, you can protect yourself from uh, data breaches of your own information. You can protect from third-party liability. Uh, the policies will basically fund and help mitigate uh, and, and recover from a, from a breach. So uh, they get really expensive and, and really the cost has been going up exponentially in recent years. So it's, it's really pretty essential to have uh, a cyber insurance policy as part of your uh, overall um, uh, continuity planning and, and business uh, protection standpoint. That's a, that's a great point. So that, that makes me think if you have all of your vendors that uh, are, you know, are responsible for your retirement plan, should you be checking on their cybersecurity protocols and, and insurance? I think that would be prudent to uh, to do that and uh, make sure that you know any any partners that you're working with are also up to speed on on where the exposure lies and how to protect themselves as well. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Bill, this has been really helpful. I know that the folks that listen to this podcast have a lot of questions around that, so you brought a lot of clarity uh, to the situation, and uh, we really appreciate your expertise. And uh, we'll look forward to having you back again. Um, you know, when, when the, uh, the occasion arises. So uh, Bill, uh, you take Great. care and uh, thanks, thanks so Colin. much. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Take care. Thanks for having me on. Have a good day. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, 
We'd love for you to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you access your podcasts. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, financial or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice offered through Global Retirement Partners, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Global Retirement Partners, Washington Financial Group, a division of Hub International Mid-Atlantic and Hub International are not affiliated with LPL Financial. Global Retirement Partners, LPL Financial, Washington Financial Group, and Hub International are not affiliated in any way with the services offered by any guest on this show. Jeff, he's having to listen to this conversation. All right, hopefully that, uh, hopefully Jeff can edit that, right? <laughs>